Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. First up, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin, and today we're discussing chapter four. Previously um. on Wizard Team. <laughs> Um, so Amari puts on these glasses, or she, she opened, like, the briefcase at the, at the end of chapter two, um, and heard Quentin's voice, and then we find out that, like, she's in this wakeful dream, um, so her brother's there and shows her all these, like, cool things, so they, they find a flying boat on top, on the roof of their, um, house and then take that flying boat off to see what is it like the international railways of atlantis um mm-hmm. and basically it's like this moment where like quentin is just showing her like this whole new like a whole new world, world. yes thank you don't you um, <laughs> close your eyes um, um we also though i don't know if you wanted to go into that but like quentin lets her know about like what his actual job was and that there's magic in the world. This is why we're mm-hmm. going to the railways of Atlantis. Yeah. So. Um, and also like something happened to him. So we find out that she got this briefcase because he set it up so that if something were to happen to him, she would get it. Um, and so it includes like this wakeful dream that's like, you know, look at this new world. Also something may or may not have happened to me that sucks um (laughs) and then also contains a nomination for um the bureau of supernatural investigations which is where quentin was and where like the job whatever job he had we're still not 100 percent sure what that is but um whatever the job he had is what got him in the situation where he is like missing and yeah so we get there um amari's like ready to find him basically is like okay cool like you gave me this information now i'm like i'm gonna find you um she's still holding on to the idea that he isn't dead um and so yeah now we have our our mission and i also think it's like important to note that quentin can't tell her um anything because he set this up way before and so yeah. the, it's really cool. Like I just like, just to like geek out about the technology part about it again. It's really like cool because it's basically a hologram type of like visual message. But he is interacting with her and like answering those. It's not. I don't know why this is the only thing I think of. It's like Blink from Doctor Who, with that where she's listening to the video recording. And he's answering the questions, like, as she's, mm-hmm. like, speaking to the television. And then you find out afterwards that, like, oh, he answered those questions because she knew what she asked him, circular Doctor Who logic. This is more a very sophisticated kind of AI machine learning of Quentin, but he can only tell her what he already knows. So he can't. Like, he is, he's interacting with her in real time, or this, like, wakeful dream version of Quentin is interacting with her in real time, and, like, not giving canned answers, but answering, like, questions as she has them, 
but only like I guess like the can only answer kind of like the knowledge with the knowledge of the Quentin of that time. So the Quentin that made yeah or set up this this message. Um, I just think it's super cool. Like I hate robots. We know about how I feel about the robot takeover. Um, but that is a thing about like machine learning that I do. I think it's terrifying, but also really cool technology. Like I don't like it, but it's impressive. Yeah, and this, and you know, like, if you it, think it's, about you it, know. this is magic. You don't like. Yes, it's it's AI, <laughs> but you could you can explain away or ignore that part of it because it's magic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and he's like explaining what he's what he's showing her is magic, the raids mm-hmm. of Atlantis and stuff like that. But like the um. And it's magical technology, but like the technology, it kind of exists of kind of dollhouse era, like download my brain mm. and my knowledge into this computer. Um, and I can interact with you as like my self, but only to a certain, you know, I like can't up tell to the you point that I did it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, it, he, it doesn't really take in like new information that Quentin knows. Um, also, and, and he says, like, you got sent this because I was either found dead, presumed dead, or missing for a certain amount of time, right? So it's kind of like, I forget what it is, but, like, legally, if a person is missing after, like, seven years, if you're not found, they, like, will presume that you're dead and then, like, or declare you deceased. So it seems like in this world, too, there's, like, a missing threshold because he's been missing for, like, 18 months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact time frame, but, like, they hit this threshold so that this was sent to Amari. And um, I love that Amari is like, that's cute or whatever, but you're still alive. I know it. <laughs> Let's go. It's like... I have a very particular set Amari. of skills. I don't know what they are yet, but I'm going to use them. So, yeah, chapter four. Um, so, we come back, and it's, like, the next morning, um, and Amari's mom knocks on the door so they can, like, have breakfast together. Um, she says, like, mother-daughter time or something. Um, so it like goes right back to just like regular life. Um, and so for a minute, like Amari's questioning, like, was that like, did what just happened last night? Was that real? Um, but she still has like all the stuff, right? Like she still has a briefcase. She still has the glasses. She has the weird suit. Like she has all of those things. So it, there's enough evidence. Real. That she yeah. That it was real. She doesn't have to be like walking around questioning herself. Um, and then she has a moment where she's trying to decide if she's going to tell her mom what happened. Um, which I think is I interesting. Love yeah, I love this um, part because she says, like, um, how does she phrase it that he, she, her mom just, just got to the point where she stopped crying herself to sleep. And she doesn't want to give her false hope. Um, doesn't want to doesn't want to get her hopes up. And I just like this idea that like we talked in I think the previous 
episode about how Quentin contributes to the family and takes care of them and also like the wider neighborhood and community. But like there are in these early chapters, you get to see the ways in which this family, the Peters family, like they all take care of each other. And especially in this like very fraught emotional time, you see how Mama Peters is like caring for Amari. But this is a really good example of how Amari is kind of caring for her mom. And like, so they're all kind of aware of the emotional toy, like trauma that each person is kind of going through. And then in trying to like shelter them or shield them from further harm or further, you know, they start to keep secrets, which is like, ah, but we've all, you know, we've all done that. You, you, you've not told someone something cause you didn't want to ex- upset them or like you, especially as kids, I think I used to do this a lot. Like I'll tell my parents after I figured it out, <laughs> like, no, right. like I'm not going to really be able to like, help me and so in sharing this it's just going to make them worried or stressed out with me so let me and when you're confident that you're going to get through it which is like I, another thing about Amari I love she's confident that she's going to find Quentin or going to get close to finding Quentin like you're you're. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet but I know that once I've solved it then I will share but no need to like add burdens unnecessarily Mm -hmm. and I love that like a 12 year old is kind of like thinking about that yeah I also think it's kind of like the mom modeled it in a way modeled like withholding stuff for others protection like she goes Mm. and cries on her own in her room where she thinks that like maybe Amari isn't like witnessing it um so I feel like there's a level of like I'm sure there's like a psychologist or therapist listening to this podcast (laughs) Uh, they definitely be like I like there's a level of like as an adult you want like and just being a person wanting to have own your feelings to yourself and there's a, like so that's a thing but at the same mm-hmm. time it's like but you need to have you have a better at a like a way of like working through emotions with kids so that they can see you grieving and grieve with you and y'all can work on grieving process together where they're not picking up this habit of oh I'm supposed to do have an emotion by myself um because that's what's modeled yeah. for me is having the emotion by myself or whatever mm-hmm. or it's like, it's to like this be line that like I have to be strong for other people which for like which is yeah. also crazy as you were talking Portia like that is like the black woman thing mm-hmm. right and so like mm-hmm. Amari's also learning from her mother these two black women like I have to a caretaker and to be a caretaker I have to like like you said like hide my emotions or or like keep that as a solo experience because I have to perform strength and composure at all times so people Mm -hmm. who are counting on me or leaning on me don't feel like they're like I can't handle you know the burden or whatever wow arm for them and I can I mean, be support geez. arm if I'm falling apart yeah Jesus. and I mean I also like first of all we're getting a little too a little too real just a little too real um I also did think though about like Quentin as well in that like 
him being missing also forces Amari to grow up and to have to like consider these things, right? Because I feel like if she had a big brother who would, if she had her big brother there, like she, these are not things she would really have to worry about. They would be able, they would be able to shield those things from her as opposed to the other way around. Um, so, you know, because she sees the way her mom is struggling and she's like, okay, well, she's just starting to get like, get back to not normal, but just like feeling better, it seems, and just like not wanting. Not wanting to go back, but also like taking the responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, it feels like something she learned from Quentin, and then it's like having to step into that role because he's no longer there. Um, so yeah, I also I wonder. Um, I I assume this, but I don't have like any um, what's it called like evidence to back it up but I also wonder if there's something to like we know that they struggle like financially and stuff and so that that level of you know like my parents have enough to worry about that all kids mm-hmm. of a certain financial background kind of have of like yeah you know I'm not going to ask for this like every you know everyone at school has like this you know super cool toy or whatever I'm not even going to ask for that because they got enough to worry about um or just in general, you know what I mean? Like she had to come from work to take pick me up from school. And like we saw in like chapter one that like Amari recognized that like that is added, added stress. Um, so I also yeah. wonder about that aspect of not just that her mom is getting to a point where she's no longer crying in her room and stuff like that. But like she doesn't, Amari recognizing that like Mama Peters doesn't really have the time or capacity to like take on a lot more because they are struggling just to make mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. Um layers. So yeah. So they yeah, it's a whole lot. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, so then mama's like, you know, I I miss Quentin and you know, they're just having this conversation is like, you know, I understand why you're going through it, but also I, you know, I taught you not to put your hands on nobody, so you're grounded. <laughs> so can I just say, ain't that about a uh, black mama? Literally, like, yes. Like your home She's, training, yeah. The home training that She's I like, tell you that you walk in the streets with. Literally, I tell She's you to walk like, out the streets like you act like you got some home training, and you went like, out there. I feel like I ain't taught you better. Hello, and like so, yeah. it's like even if they do, also like, like okay, two layers. Yeah. And I just appreciate the way that her mom is able to, like, balance that. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the, you know, because it really is. It's, like, sometimes those things happen and you're, like, well, I mean, you weren't wrong, but I taught you not to do this. Or, you know what I mean? Like, again, like, you There's out like, here. like, other ways to, solve, to resolve your conflict. Right. Right. I taught you to act like you got some home training. Like, somebody mm-hmm. got somebody's mama worried about you. And look what you mm-hmm. did. I just need you to continue to act like you know that you're going to, like, what I taught you. Which exactly. Was, you you don't put your hands on nobody. Yeah. I also love that um, like, we talked a little bit about like the different forms of violence, right? And like what yeah. those kids did was also violent, even though it wasn't. I love, and I think that this is something that like black kids, black people learn constantly as well is like there are different forms of right and like there are nuances to right and wrong too, which is like. Mm-hmm. I understand why you did this. I understand that you were provoked into doing this, but also you should not have crossed that line. So like, mm-hmm. 
you you get the you get the sense that like Hadamari just like Hadamari started a fight or actually been bullying people right without having like the justification then it would be a completely different conversation and a completely different punishment mm-hmm. and so there is nuances to like not it's not just oh you push someone right or right it's like the context yeah there's like the context and i understand the context but also the pushing or putting your hands on someone is a line that you know not to cross no matter no matter the context so it's a we're gonna have a different conversation and a different punishment but we still gonna have a conversation and a punishment yeah um so amari (laughs) is like but then mom has to leave so again you're like she has to work, so she has to. Um, she's not. It's not like she's going to be there to monitor Amari. Um, she has to get there early um, to fill in for someone else, and so she's like, "Don't let me find out you've been out that door." And then Amari goes, "Yes, ma'am." And Mama's like, mm, "No, this is suspicious. Uh, you only say I yes, think- ma'am." <laughs> Yeah. She's like, you do not say yes, ma'am, unless you're up to something. She's like, I know your tales, little girl. <laughs> like, come on. Right. And then it's so funny. Like, Amari's hilarious. Night, she's like, but not last night. <laughs> um, and so then Mama's like, I have Mrs. Walters, who's one of their neighbors, watching um while I'm gone. So, you know, don't don't let me find out. And then Amari is like, you know, I get it. And in her head, Mama said not to let her find out. That doesn't mean she can't go. And I'm like, these children, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is just, my thing too. Hard headed. Just come on, come on. I the love it. I, in a court of I law, that is correct. Yeah. Yes. He's not I wrong. I love the ability to follow the the uh, rule of the law, if not the letter. And I feel like to some extent. It's again, her mom isn't necessarily trying to put like you were saying was not punishing her. She didn't really do anything that was wild. She just did something that was like, she needs to not do that again. Should she be in that situation again? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I to me, I feel like her mom is kind of giving her a little bit of an out because she did word it that way. Don't let me find out. Because I feel like if your mom really was about it she would have been more enforcement it would have been a bit stricter than don't let me find out i mean i don't know so we learned it we learned about this at my job um and this is just like a thing and they talk about it too a lot in like fantasy writing which is malicious compliance where you it is like following the letter of the law um and figuring out the ways in in which to make the law or whatever like work for you and against the the lawmaker um seems crazy that like mama but mama peters is the lawmaker at this point so and that's part of it right is like to really like read for any loopholes or whatever and so amari found a loophole i don't think that mama peters is like giving her and i think she's giving her what she thinks of as an easy punishment stay in the house you're grounded but, like, I'm not going to be, like, you can't do this, this, or, you know what I mean? Like, to me, personally, I was thinking about this. Taking away the laptop stinks, right? But I just got to stay home? Sweet. I yeah, can I'd read. Like, I can watch less. TV. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to make a hot If Amari didn't have to, if Amari didn't have a very specific mission, like, this is fine. 
a pretty easy grounding is what I'm with what I'm saying. Like it's just yeah. Like there are ways in which it could be like when I get home I want all of your chores done. I don't want to bang out. You need to do this, this. You know what I mean? Like she could have mm-hmm. left her a laundry list of like very unhelp, like unpleasing tasks to do. So I think that she is like giving her an out in terms of I'm I'm letting you off a little bit easier. Just stay in the house. Don't, you know, you can't go gallivanting around the neighborhood with your friends. Stay in this apartment. And um, Amari has a mission. Like, by honest. Yeah. She's like, you know, any other situation, I would, I maybe would yeah. stay. But, okay, so let's, let's keep going, though, because it just gets, like, it's just really funny. Like, imagine, like. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, so she goes back to her room. She pulls out everything from the briefcase. So this green and purple jacket. Uh, suit. Or suit. Full suit. Um, the, there are two sheets of paper that were inside an envelope. And then the shades from The Wakeful Dream. Um, she tries on the shades because she, keep, she keeps doing it just to see like if it'll still work. But it, they don't. Um, so then we get this paperwork that is honestly like I was. Not it's so funny. It's super out of pocket, but it's really funny. So um, I'm going to read it. Hilarious. Um, so mandatory. Staple atop all outgoing paperwork. Warning. Warning. In case you somehow missed the first one. Warning. Surely you get the idea by now. Um, this following, The following information is classified as it refers to a location that handles several million very well-kept secrets. As a result, reading this file without the proper permissions may result in any of... Any number of dire consequences that include but are not limited to death by bottomless pit, being locked inside a metal canister and shot into space, being fed to a certain creature in a certain underwater lair that shall, for the purpose of keeping its existence a secret, remain nameless. (laughs) So it's all like, I think for me, it's like, it's all so colloquial. Yeah. This is a paperwork, but it doesn't read like, you know. Also, what I read is if I found this and I took it seriously, I'd be like, oh, there's some magic going on. <laughs> literally, literally. It's like, I would have I would have questions. Maybe I wouldn't want to go find out the answers because clearly yeah. I don't want any of these consequences to happen to me, but my brain would be like, hmm, how, how are you going to shoot me in the face? <laughs> magic and or aliens. Like, it would be one of the two. Yeah. I'd be like, the government... Yeah. I have found evidence of a governmental conspiracy but I feel of like aliens as, and like, or magic. <laughs> I feel like people who are like true to like practical minded would would be like, oh, obviously this is just joke paper. Like, obviously this is someone just like having a laugh, trying to see who will like go to this location and like you know like lead someone on a wild goose chase. Um, Cause like like this does it couldn't possibly exist. This is just someone making stuff up to see who will like get pranked. Like it's a prank kind of paper, right? Yeah, I think it depends on the person for sure. Mm-hmm. I know, I because I'm like also the, like I love the... that Portia's like a person who's based in reality would think this, and I first I was like <laughs> aliens. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we've learned this. I, I am not like a, a practical person, person who sets themselves up that they are <laughs> honestly the reality is we live on a rock that flows in space and then we applied all these stupid human laws to random occurrences in life so that's reality so aliens and that's already a mess so yeah 
True. Um, okay, so then it goes on and says, now then, you should should you happen across this paperwork by accident and wish to know how to avoid such consequences and will know if you've peaked, you are to do the following. Seal it up in an envelope, wrap that envelope in no fewer than three yellow blankets, preferably all the same shade, stuff it all in a box, tape that box shut, and mail it to the following address. None of your business. Don't ask which street. New York, New York, 54321. Of course, if you have been deemed special and thus do have the proper permissions please feel free to move on to the next page um and it's signed secrets <laughs> which i love, love the idea. <laughs> only just got because i read it out loud <laughs> right also see, it's like oh, letter c, letter c period, period yeah. cretz and i did not I, I just was reading it you know you read it in your head so you're not really mm-hmm. like you're just like okay that's mm-hmm. a name but i just yeah that's hella funny <laughs> get it until you pointed it out no literally um, just now i didn't get it until just now <laughs> <laughs> I love also the idea of like putting that address in Google and then just finding a building because like there has to be a building. Right. But at the same it's, time, it's written like, in a it, it is written in a legit, no. But I assume like, I, I assume there's somebody form. in the post office who, if they yeah, see that, is like, oh, I know what this is. You know what I mean? Like they gotta have people planted around, or I, yeah. like I assume they have people, people planted in other places. Somebody has to intercept it because that's not a real New York zip code. New York zip codes start with ones, mm-hmm. and so. so there is no way someone would have to intercept that sucker. Okay, thanks yeah. for ruining it. But that <laughs> happens in general, though. You can you can. Just so y'all know, um, in listener land, you can send letters to Santa Claus by just writing, like, Santa Claus North Pole, and then the postal workers know his address and they send it to him. And then the same with the White House. I don't think you need to actually have the White House's... It's just Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever. You can look it up. Yeah, it has a real address, but I don't think that you actually need the White House's address to write it all out. Yeah, and they will still route it correctly. Hmm. Like if you try to write, wanna... if you try to mail me something, you got to have my address and the zip code correct, or it will return to sender. But if you go, okay. Joe Biden or President Joe Biden, <laughs> the White House, DC, they'll figure it out. They'll be like, oh, I think I know where this is supposed to go. <laughs> and they will <laughs> Like it's gonna go through our anthrax check and everything. First. Right, right. It's gonna go right. to the junk mail part of the what you know what I mean. Yeah. But still, right. it's gonna it's gonna get there. Like with all the fan mail and whatever. Right. There are certain addresses where, like Santa. That's cool. I think for me, for this specific letter and like document, I just think that like the clandestine nature of it all makes the nomination feel like a privilege like she already knows mm. that like Clinton's doing something like that like he's already gotten a lot of like renown and awards for who is a person so whatever job he's doing is probably probably pretty prestigious but the fact that like there's so much stuff in here that needs to be kept a secret already makes her feel probably makes her feel even more like she's getting like this knowledge that is like just can't be shared with anyone so she's kind of like having a privilege of seeing um something that not a lot of people get to see um which is great that like in a way like oh i have an opportunity and no one else gets but now it's kind of like really messed up because not even her mom knows about it and she's already keeping a lot from her mom and i wonder how it like weighs on her to know that she's keeping a lot of secrets and they're all related to clinton from her mom i what's funny is like i was thinking and i agree with all of that except for amari feeling special or anything like i was i was kind of amazed 
But all of this magical stuff is happening. And the way that I read it, Amari is like, cool, whatever. How am I going to get, I'm going to use this to get to Quentin. Like, these are all just mm-hmm. clues to get to Quentin. And like, this is all interest. Like, I think she does think like this is interesting and this is, you know, crazy or whatever. But there's always moments in like magical fantasy books where like the main character is like, oh my God, magic. Like it exists and like, wow, like what adventure am I about to partake on? And Amari has a very like, okay, cool. This is, this Mm -hmm. is another clue to get me (laughs) to find my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that, I think she's again a practical person. So I think that, to her, like we see when it gets gets real for her, and it's not here. Like this is just yeah. not, yeah. like not going to be the thing to pop up to her. So I'm with you, but I also think that the secret, like the hand is like the how like underhanded and spy it is, is very like making her like it's it's already tying to a level of her already being like, oh, I'm good at keeping secrets, kind of thing. Like I can do this, I can tell mm-hmm. top of the secret, whatever. But yeah, to the final goal of like. I'm keep the secret to find Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me get a nomination for consideration, which is on the second page. Um, we found out that it can be used between the ages for anyone between the ages of 12 and 18. So she, so, cause I think one of the things I had worried or not worried, wondered about before was like, Quentin has this nomination. He's just kind of sitting on it and like, it's not it's not one of those things where it's like you have to be a specific age to join. You it's like or you have there's like a range. So we kind of find out like she'll be when she gets there, there will be other people who are maybe older than her or younger than her that are in her same kind of like level, I guess is the word. Um so yeah, so like if Quentin had stayed cool, like she might not have got this for another like three, four years. Um and then she has to bring the nomination in person to um, somewhere in Atlanta, which is where they are. Um, and upon arrival at the address, uh, she has to enter the leftmost elevator alone. When the door is closed, she has to press, press the basement button 26 times um, and then await further instruction, which feels like a lot. Um, and then she finds out that she has the to worst wear this part. suit. The worst part of this whole thing is she has to wear this suit to the interview. Um, and Amari is like, okay, this, like, clearly he's lost his mind because she's gonna get wrote, like, she, there's no way she's about to leave this house and nobody's gonna comment on this green and purple suit. Um, so she's like, looking at it and she's just like, I can't really afford to, she says, I can't afford to get another fight. Um, with somebody who is like roasting her. And so it's like this whole thing where she kind of hesitates. And I love that. Like, that's the thing that makes her go, okay, do I really want to do this? (laughs) I found this to be the best example of Amari being 12 because Amari at like 15, like in high school is like, Mm -hmm. okay, wearing my regular clothes, getting as close to the spot as possible, finding a bathroom, and then changing into the Changing. That was my thing. I was like, you don't have to wear it out the house. You don't gotta go the whole whole (laughs) trip. She was like, 
I feel like she was like, look, that would be, I could do that. Or I could try to do the most expeditious thing. Because who knows what I have to do once I get there. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to get there and get every, like, and try to figure out whatever. She can get there whenever, though. That's the other thing. It's like, it doesn't say, like, they don't know when she's going to get the nomination. Um, she can just walk in. It's like a walk-in um there's no appointment so it's just a walk-in situation so she definitely had time to like she could have went into a mcdonald's change the clothes and maybe right. she would have to walk like a block and it'd they be like yikes, by strangers that she's walking on a mcdonald's like yeah, yeah it depends on where this is not in her neighborhood not the folks that she literally <laughs> sure. knows and has to see every day <laughs> because 100 percent after the interview when it's over i'm not coming home in this and I know, I know, Atlanta has a black has like a very like large black population. But depending on where this is, she might if it's some white folks, they'll just mind they'll they won't say nothing. You know what I mean? Like she's in the, she's in a black neighborhood, and somebody is gonna say some shit about her walking out in a Barney suit. Like I just, I hate that for her, <laughs> right? And I and I feel like I too would have a genuine genuine moment of contemplation. Like, do I is it really this deep? Do I like do I miss my brother do this I? much? Right? Especially because he's the one making her do it. So like in her head, I'm like, do I actually want him back? Like, is it this, like is it that serious? Actually, too, I'm wondering if she's like, if he is this fool actually missing, or is this a long right <laughs> this goddamn suit? The minute I put on this suit, he's going to ah, just kidding. I can't believe you took you so long to put on. You the get pills. to the building and you're like your brother's sitting there with a like a Polaroid, like literally. <laughs> and you're like, bro, you haven't been here in like a year. What the heck? He's like, it's a long time, but it was worth it. Going on my Instagram. Like, oh my I god. Hate you so much. He's like, I didn't even miss you. You can go back and be missing. I don't. Nope. I don't care. <laughs> Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create, a collective providing content through the lens of critical and creative fandom. If you want to support or partner with BNC on projects like Wizard Team, let's build. Find out how at blacknerdscreate.com support. So she, so she's creeping down the stairs of the building, trying to like stay hidden because on top of the fact, so this is the part that is like hilarious to me, is that like, she's somehow supposed to sneak out of the house that she's not supposed to leave in a suit, in a really ridiculous suit, loud, loud, <laughs> in this loud ass suit. Loud. How is this gonna work, my dear? Um, so she's got the nomination in her jacket pocket. Um, and she's like, okay, coast is clear. And then a bunch of kids run out, see her, and are, start laughing immediately because she looked ridiculous. Um, and, and they're all younger like, than her. They're all younger than her, so they're just like, sis. <laughs> Dang. Um, and I know, and like, little kids, bro, they're brutal. They're I know they're brutal. They, they do not care. Um, and it's so You'll much so that she forgets, soul. literally, um, Beyonce ain't got nothing it, on a oh, ten year old. Because <laughs> um, I'll be not to have yeah, broken so my soul. Yeah, she'll definitely, she'll definitely just say 
some stuff and you're like, yikes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's so much that, so that she gets distracted and then she doesn't even remember to hide from Mrs. Walters. So she's already got caught. Like she's been out of the house in three minutes and she's gotten caught. The fact that Mrs. Walters <laughs> peeps her and immediately went down to her notepad was like, mm, 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 mm. Yeah, it's just like uh, 1.52 p.m. <laughs> It's that gif of uh, Ryan from the office opening his notebook and just making a little check mark. <laughs> like that's what that's Central basically path. what she does. And now and then and then Amari like keeps going because at this point it's like, well, I'm out. Well, like she's not gonna stop her. Mrs. Walter's not gonna yeah. stop her from going, but she's definitely gonna snitch. So Yikes. Um so she gets to the bus stop and now she has to sit at the bus stop and wait for the bus to come <laughs> in this suit. <laughs> And then she's gonna have to get on the bus, but anyway, um, so a, a car screeches up, and then there's a bunch of so all the windows roll down at once, and then there's a bunch of boys around like eighteen or nineteen, and one says, uh, "Hey, little mama, you lost or something? I think the circus left last week." <laughs> I'm just like, I really hate this for her, but it's really funny. <laughs> Um, and she's like mad and they're like where are the rest of the skittles at and so it's like a whole thing where she's just essentially like it 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 was gonna happen regardless she knew what it was it's not fun I think we also but... have to like really explain black community black, black right, and culture. love <laughs> we don't take anything black serious no 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 <laughs> never love to make fun of each other yeah, but with love, fashion. yeah, especially fashion. Like it's you like, cannot, you can't, you cannot be caught out here looking crazy. Yeah, in a black neighborhood, like there's no way people are not going to say something, whether you know them or not. Like they're gonna say something. They don't even. I don't even think we have the capacity to, to not, not say, say something. I was at. Yeah. I was at Pete's. This was a white lady, which whatever. But I was at Pete's this morning. Looked up and was immediately texted like this woman is out here in her ooty. <laughs> we cannot mind our business. No, not in that way. To what you mm-hmm. wear it in public, like it is just mm-hmm. it is not in our DNA to hold our tongue. Can I, I, I don't want to take you there, but or we to give you the craziest look. If we're not gonna say that, yeah. we still go say. You're gonna know that we're face. thinking it. Yeah, and that's the, like, and that's kind of like the thing about like having a poker face but not having a poker face. Sometimes, like I sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't. It just depends on what it is. And but I will. I don't want to take it there, but I kind of have to for like the role that slavery has in this, and mm. that like like for a lot of black folks, it's like you can't go out of the house like in any kind of way because yeah. we that was the kind of respectability of it all. Like you can't like we knew that like they would use any reason to talk to rope you into doing something like like mm-hmm. they will take us someone who's uh well you dress like a vagabond so we need to put you to work and they will do whatever or whatever like this it doesn't take much and that would be the reason um so i feel like there's a, a the better you're dressed is the uh, better you're prepared to be in these white spaces etc 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 and there's like ability of it all but I do also think that, like, over time it evolved into, like, not only, like, the checking of you in that respectable way, but also just it became, like, a, just an overall way that we engage with, like, appearance in the yeah. culture. I um, mean, I think... So, um, like, while it will keep you from, like, when you're going through puberty, from, like, w- running around with musty arms and ashy elbows, it will also 
like reinforced like oh she shouldn't be wearing short skirts like it's like this right. weird it depends on the yeah. it, it's like a scale and i think also like i two things one um something about kids you said ashy elbows and like something about kids and like not want to put on lotion um it's like really interesting to me but like i think it happened with my brother and like i told my sister too because kids always put on lotion and i was like okay cool i'm telling you right now to put lotion on but your friends at school will tell you in a different way exactly then then you're done and then you're just at you're just at school and you got to sit there and take the fact that your friends just told you that you need to put some lotion on um but also i think that like abbott elementary does a good job of this every time like janine walks out some crazy and barbara like has to make a comment it's it's like that where she's like there's a moment i don't remember what she was doing but she was like looking like who shot john just like she was just upset about it like it's just the thing like we cannot not say something um yeah so it's just like it's so authentic and like genuine and hilarious i love it that it's like also diasporic because I mm-hmm. love when I hear like Nigerians or Ghanaians like just like going in at each other or whatever about like oh like like just like burning each other I'm like okay this is hilarious like I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines and hear all these jokes because they're hilarious yeah it is li- like like I said I think it's, it's literally in the DNA of, of not like black American like black people yeah like we just yeah cannot help it and the thing that is lower there's like a Evelyn from the internet or Evelyn on the internet like she has this like mm-hmm. amazing video about being how her biggest fear is being drugged by black twitter and yeah. one of the things mm-hmm. she says is that like and the jokes will be on point like that and there is yes. no because it's funny but <laughs> of a funny joke where it's like yeah oh, you got me <laughs> and I have to laugh because it's funny right. but I also know that I am laughing at my own expense and so <laughs> Twelve years old, those things are like monumental. Mm-hmm. Like she's monumental. never going to forget that. She's never going to forget you. that. It'll that's, break. Like I will. That's for you life. will never make a decision to make the decision you made ever again. We'll never do it. And there's so never. many times. Like I remember, Portia, you might remember this. My hair was crazy, and I had to go to a work thing in New York, and I procrastinated, and I was like, "Well, now I have to figure this out because." there's like different levels right so there's like okay i'm gonna be in new york with a bunch of like people at work they won't know they don't know the le- like if you're if you go somewhere right and or, like if you're a dude and your hair is not lined if your line is off or whatever mm-hmm. you can Amari get away commented with that. on on quentin's hairline on her brother last right. chapter like and so Quentin she's probably... like that AI ain't hitting with the hairlines, bro. You got, to, you got the wrong colors working <laughs> right. on that hairline. And so there, there is also this level of like, this is good enough to get me, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one, like if I'm in a predominantly white space or whatever, like I, I am the worst at getting real lazy and lax because they just don't recognize the nuances that like a black person will pick out, like. Yeah. The your line has a little a little hit. I have never had worse or heard funnier and worse jokes than when the line is almost perfect. <laughs> it's worse than when the yeah. thing is just messed up. Cause then they yeah. will just pinpoint on this one little one it's almost right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so Amari knows leaving <laughs> the house like the the levels and we also get to see like 
from what are they? They were like in elementary. They like when she gets first gets caught. They're like young. yeah, they're smaller kids. They're they're smaller, and then we get to the kids who are old enough to be driving, right? So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she gets this whole spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting drugged. Oh. It's unfortunate. And it's Quentin's fault. <laughs> and she didn't even walk that far. She just walked out her door to the bus stop. She's not, yeah. She has not gone a block anywhere. <laughs> uh, poor girl. Um, so the back door of the car opens up. Um, and then her friend Jaden comes out and is like, y'all leave. He calls her his little buddy, which I feel like is adorable. Um, so he tells them. But they're the leave, same age. Uh, yeah, the, like to, I think he's, he's a to, yeah, yeah. They are. I think he might be a little I bit older he, than her, but like I they're think he's trying to appear older to the older kids. That's like, too. Yeah, yeah, y'all leave my little buddy alone. It's like even sir. though he's like also twelve, <laughs> yeah. maybe thirteen. Um, and so then of course then the guys start roasting them about being boyfriend and girlfriend. So like there's it's not gonna stop. Like it never does. I appreciate Jaden for trying, but yeah. <laughs> it's just it's no. just another thing to tease y'all about. Um. So Jaden sits with her. Um, they haven't really like talked in a while. He calls her Mari, which is very cute. Um, so yeah. So then we have like they have this conversation. Um, we kind of find out like Jaden is one of the kids that Quentin used to like tutor. Um, so it's like a. Uh, it's a more like distilled example of the ways that like Quentin kind of like helped out and was like a pillar in their community. Um, and so Jaden does ask about the suit. <laughs> he, I want to say that he did, he did for the buffer after all that humiliation, he did say, I love your hair. Right. Still in your hair. Yeah. He's like, I like your hair. He's like, let me, let me. <laughs> and let me then also I need to know what's going on with this outfit girl. Cause like what's going on um what? he's is like is this how the help? rich folk dress like what, what's what's going on are you going to that school so like is this what they do um and so she explains it for an interview um but then says that she can't really explain it so he's like are you trying to get a summer job and she he, she's like yeah kind of um so then Jaden turns serious and like so there's like there are layers to this and just going off of the suit part first the funny part and then we can get deeper so he's like he pulls out like a roll of 20s and it's like if you need cash i can get you some i could just i could give it to you um to help you out so on the funny side he's like all right you don't have to wear this suit i can <laughs> i can give you some money <laughs> you right, don't need dude, that job we'll, that I, i'm not gonna let you be out here <laughs> you don't need you don't need this job that bad mud at my like, it's not come a, on. you it's, said it's not it's even not a that deep. <laughs> Just take it. I'm paying you back. Just take it. Or like y'all have had me back. Y'all have had my back. I'm trying to have yours because this is not. It's not gonna work. We cannot um, have you out here. Reminding me of like. It's reminding me of like ninety TV shows where they had like the kids, like high school kids, like get summer like jobs, and then you had like to wear chickens on their heads or wear yeah. like, uh, <laughs> stupid like uh like black and uh like no like white blue and red like hats or whatever mm-hmm. like clown colors and all this stuff yep. or whatever it like it reminds me of that will smith and the so. peacock <laughs> yes exactly and you're just like you don't you don't have to do this it's okay you don't have to like, this, is, this, this is what they're paying you for this is all up. you like this is all you got like, not enough money <laughs> not enough money in the world <laughs> um but on a more serious note like 
Jaden just hopped out of a car with a bunch of kids who are at least six years older than him. He has this, mm-hmm. like, huge wad of cash um, and is offering it to her. Um, and so so we get a little bit of background on Jaden. We find out that he um, has had it worse than a lot of the kids who live in their, like, community, um, not really knowing where his mom was. So, like, having to really take care of himself um, and have, and, like, then Quentin and Amari kind of helping in their own way. So, like, Quentin is tutoring at the rec center. Amari is like, you know, if I have half a candy bar, like, you can have it kind of thing. So, like, they're, they look out for him as much as, like, two kids can look out for another kid. Other four kids, yeah. Yeah, and so she's so like having that context she's like looking at him like this is a lot you know what i mean she's concerned about like where he's getting this money from um she's like those boys are into some bad stuff and like they're getting arrested and like you know it's dangerous for Jaden to be hanging out with these boys and also walking around with this amount of like all this money um I also, like, to go back to, like, earlier, like, way earlier in the chapter when Amari's Mm -hmm. mom is leaving for work, she's like, "Um, I've got to get to work a little early today. One of the girls has a sick baby at home, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. we get the sense that for the Peters, as a a family unit, right, it is literally, we understand they don't have much, but they are the type of people that are going to sacrifice or give what they what they do have right so mama peters is always working but she's going to go in earlier to help you know someone else right so it's like and amari kind of says like we didn't we don't have much but we had mama at home right like we've had Mm -hmm. like support and so you get the sense that for the peters it is important to all and and it isn't it's like innate to give what you can um and so Amari also, I think, I, I, I guess what we get with Jaden is like Amari and Quentin have a soft spot for Jaden, not just because of, you know, what he's lacking, but the fact that he also like, he doesn't even have a mama at home, right? So like to, to them, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't like none of us have in this neighborhood like none of us have a lot we're we're not you know we're all struggling here but at least we do have like family and support and things like that and so I think that that's also like an important thing where before Amari starts talking to him like to let him know that like he does have people Mm -hmm. right like they're still around so Right. I just want to note that. Because he also, because then he also says, like, he's like, you don't know anything about them, at least they care about me, which is, like, a moment where then Amari is kind of like, well, you know. Well, she says, my brother cares. Um, and then she's like, you know, they 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 want something from you, which is different from caring about you. Caring about um, you. Yeah. And so you find out, like, he's he's kind of dropped out of school. Like it's still it's still left a little vague, um, because she says like, "Tell me you didn't drop out of school," and he's like, "I gotta do what I gotta do," um, and then he even he also goes into the fact that like there's no one really to help him study anymore because the tutors at the rec center don't like they're not understanding they're very much trying to like 
it feels like to me the way that he's saying that like they're kind of patronizing and they're not explaining things in a way that like actually makes sense to him um and they're just kind of expecting him to know instead of like actually trying to meet him where he's at and make sure that he is getting what happens or like what getting what he's supposed to learn um so again it's like a moment where you find out like or where you just see more of like the hole that quentin is left by being missing um so yeah um so then amari like leans closer to jaden is like so what if there's a way to get quentin back um would you go back to tutoring um and so basically she kind of like clues him in on the fact that she's like about to go try to find him and is essentially like promise you don't do anything drastic or like mess up your future before i can get him back um and yeah so like it takes a minute she gets on the bus because finally the bus is here she don't have to sit there in this clown suit um but like by the end he like gives her a big smile and says okay mari which is very but also i just also point out that like i love that but i also love how amari phrases it like don't do anything that'll mess up your like she's not saying Mm -hmm. like stop hanging out with them or go back to you know like stop everything that you're doing and go back to school school. she's like yeah there there are when you think about like we're supposed to i think we're just supposed to assume he's now joined like a gang there are levels of like activity that kind of you know from like running errands or notes or or doing like looking out watch out or stuff like that that especially as someone who is 12 13 like it's not great right but if he it's 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 not irreversible right she's saying like stay keep your head down and stay as low as possible you like do what you gotta i'm not telling you to not have money or take care of yourself um but don't do anything don't try to like make a name for yourself in this life that is going Mm -hmm. that you can't reverse from and I think that that's really like smart in the sense of I'm sure that Jaden and like all of these kids yeah and she's not lecturing at him in a way that like Mm -hmm. I'm sure that like a lot of these kids get lectured at and it goes in one ear and out the other because like cool you can tell me not to do these things but then at the same time like how am I gonna eat who's gonna look out for me right like they're looking at very like short-term kind of like games and stuff like that um but she's she's not judgmental she's not but she's also putting enough faith in his intelligence to like I'm gonna trust you to know the line that will like that when you cross it you can't come back from mm-hmm. and I just think that that's like a really like I like the way that she phrased it and I think that's really cool like I don't know example of like clear that she knows Jaden well like that's like mm-hmm. part of it and I also think the other part of it because I feel like the people who are prescriptive I mean like don't do this and don't do that are people who don't take the time to get to know the people that they're talking to and actually yeah. right. like talk to them in a way that would be useful to them and I think the other way that she 
kind of like rounded out this was by invoking the memory of her brother um and saying that like um Quentin would be really disappointed if he were to like if he came back or whatever or not even that if he came back Quentin would be really disappointed so whether he's gone for good or he's just missing and he comes back and learns about it he'd be really disappointed to find out that he and someone who invested so much into you uh you were no longer in the same place that he left you kind of thing Uh um and I think that also had some weight to Jaden of like not wanting to like um insult Quentin's memory like and all the like the way that he looked out for him whenever he was around and I get the sense too of Jaden like Jaden's not really like about this life like he's doing what he Mm -hmm. needs to do right but like if he had choices or if he had like his pick he would be at the after school pro like right so like it mm-hmm. Quentin left and he kept going to the tutoring program after school but it wasn't mm-hmm. it was serving him and they didn't get him right and so mm-hmm. he goes to the place where he feels like someone's caring about him because that's what he actually wants not to like live this lifestyle or do whatever like he just wants yeah. to feel cared for and like he matters to to someone mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so i think that we as we meet jaden we get the sense that like this is a kid kind of like on the cusp and like mm-hmm. is like doing what he needs but it's not like he's reluctant right like he, he just needs help to be in the best position he can be in basically mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that's a, again goes to the thing of like knowing who you're talking to because it's like people come in and they act like, oh, I'm saving you, or oh, I'm like, I'm the last thing that this, the uh, last person that can save them. Like, I'm the last uh, great white hope for this person. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, like there's some, like there are several things going on here. Like, everyone has their own weights that they're trying to like stay afloat. And maybe those things are just, you know, those buoys have run out and they just like, they're in a place where they just need another buoy. Like they need something stronger than a buoy. They need to get out of the water or, you know what I mean? And like, um, either you're going to like be a part of their efforts of getting out of the water or you're going to be something that's another false buoy or whatever. Um, and I think that's a lot, um, like, like not only an educational system, but just a lot of parts of the systems of things that is mm-hmm. something that keeps holding people back from the ability to move forward. And I think it's all by design because the system is created to uh, maintain a status quo that keeps people in a burden and keeps other people never feeling burdens. And this is just all working the way it's supposed to. And sadly, Jadens are the ones who are the ones who get like stuck in the not like burden place holding burdens for stuff and it's really sad that like i i know that uh from how amari how it's phrased like amari probably feels slightly responsible for not being there right because she's like at this other school her you know she like quentin's gone but she's also not really there like they haven't seen each other in a minute because she's across the yeah because she's and she's across the city like at the school and she says something that is like super real to me where she's mm-hmm. like it's sad to say but all of my friends started off as Quentin's friends like she doesn't really yeah. mm. this is like a, a part of Amari's personality where she's also like unsure and unclear of how to like keep and maintain these friendships in the neighborhood without Quentin like Quentin, Quentin is yeah. very essential 
to Amari's ties to the neighborhood as well. And I get the sense that that's kind of an Amari personality thing. Like she doesn't, we don't hear about her having like good friends at this school either. Like she seems mm-hmm. like, that's why I love her and relate to her so much. She seems like a very like insular, I don't want to say lonely kid, but an alone kid who yeah. then is able to like use her brother as a proxy or social kind of safety net. Or he social... helped her. Like he, he yeah. knew that she's insular and he took mm-hmm. it upon himself to make sure that she got to know the kids that he was tutoring or whatever. So she yeah. have some kids that she was friendly with in the neighborhood. And she and she probably needs to you know, she like warms up slowly, right? So it takes them mm-hmm. time to for her to feel like, okay, Jaden's my friend. But They're like she wouldn't have gotten too. to that yeah, she wouldn't have gotten to that point without right. Quentin. So And yeah. it also is probably also part of the reason like we talked about like her kind of invoking Quentin's name which I think was important in this moment but there's also a moment where like so when he says like at least these people care about me she doesn't say like I care about you she says Quentin cares Mm -hmm. about you which can also be for other reasons too um (laughs) because (laughs) they're kids but there are vibes um like the the boys were not wrong when they were like teasing her like especially at 12 that's like doing a lot but um But there's also that also there is also that layer too of just being like we're cool, but that's still like it's not going to hit the same. Um, yeah, yeah. As as if, other than instead of saying somebody who you look up to, yeah, and who was like the first relationship that you had with like our family as well. So like, yeah, yeah. And also like you're 12, so you caring about me only goes so far. <laughs> right. It's like what's I gonna do? This candy bar. I can make sandwiches. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, love I, I love it. I love it. I got a hot pocket in the freezer. I love a good candy bar like everybody else, but like at the end of the month, I'm going to need more than a candy bar, Mari, and you were 12. So, yeah. You can do about as much as I can. Um, Right. But yeah. So, yeah. So now Mari's off on the bus in this suit. To her Uh, interview. In this suit. Her in her suit. Of course, Anna, like in, in this suit. <laughs> suit is still in play. It is. It's very much so still around. <laughs> um, okay, so who is the uh, real MVP of this chapter? I think we all are unanimous in this one. I kept, so what I did was I kept going through this chapter and being like, plus point for Amari, plus point for why I love her, mm-hmm. 11 points for Amari. Let me just give you a couple of the logic points for why I kept uh, that I gave Amari throughout this chapter. The first was just because a lot of the more personal things for like why I love her. I love Sleuths and Amari's determination mm. to figure out the mystery about where the heck Quentin is. Just love it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to entangle this. I'm going to figure this out. Um, and when she like is thinking about like how it's like it's only fair to share that she knows that Quentin may, like, there may be clues of him being alive. She wants to share them with her mother. And she even goes so far to, like, not only does she looking in the shades over and over again because she wants that comfort, but she also wants, like, evidence to show to her mom, like, how Quentin's okay or whatever. Um, And I feel like that, like, her values being, like, I want it for, I want to maintain the fairness of it all. Like, it's it's only fair that I let my mom know that Quentin might still be around. Um, It's just, like, I love that. I love that she feels that way. I love that's how her brain works. Um, and I love her like whole like ability to like, I'm going to follow the rules to an extent. 
And then when those older kids are making fun of her, I love that her like her feral like instinct to growl at them is, don't you have somewhere else to be? Like, why are you messing with a 12 year old? I'm sitting on a bench waiting for a bus. You got a Camaro. Why are you messing with me? Like, (laughs) very much on some chase a bag, please. And then everything with Jaden that we just talked about, that was my final plus point. But all of those were reasons why I was like, Amari's killing it this chapter. Yeah. I love Amari as a person and I'm she has She's to such be a great character. Like she's just Yeah. She's awesome. This uh, is an Amari yeah. fan club. Cause pretty much. Same for pretty much the same reasons. Um mm. I also almost benched Amari. Um and I wanted to let y'all know that she almost got benched because, like, put the suit on later. Like, just, you know, <laughs> creative thinking. It, was, it really yeah. bothered me. It did. It really bothered me. It was just like, creative, just, like, it's bring like, just a bag. Bring a, get a bag, put it on. <laughs> you could sneak out with a hoodie, roll, do a little right? roll. Like, there's multiple reasons why you should not be leaving the house in this suit. And then She's a baby sleuth. I know. She's, she's a baby, baby sleuth, so she's but, still learning. She's still learning. <laughs> I just, you know, as much as, like, yes, all of the reasons why I love Amari, and she's definitely, to me, the clear MVP of this chapter, I also wanted the audience and y'all to know that... It was close. Like... It was a close call. Multitudes. <laughs> she would have been the MVP, and she would have also been bitch, if not for yeah. the end of the chapter in conversation with Jaden, but it was close. I, I, yeah. really, I really thought about it. um i too made amari my mvp for all of those reasons but i will say i didn't know who my mvp was and i think at first until we had the conversation and i think it's for the same reason as you robin because i was just like hmm like (laughs) i wasn't gonna bench her but i wasn't yeah it's like i wasn't gonna bench her but i definitely was like should she be mvp (laughs) she didn't think this through (laughs) um but no she's definitely the mvp of this chapter um for benched i tried to get as like close to a person as possible <laughs> so i said Jaden's tutors but like looking at y'all's like it's very it's it's like a part of what both of y'all's benches are but i was like i want to try to get to like a person um so i said Jaden's tutors post quentin just for like not having the um empathy training like just not being good tutors really and not like finding a way to meet Jaden where he's at or probably them other kids like he's probably not the only one who is like trying to you know be tutored and figure out what it is they need to know and are not feeling um like valued or like heard or really taught in the space so yeah um I've made a decision. Um, not to bring up that stupid boy wizard, but our, early in our um, journey of Harry Potter, I think I said, like, it is kind of my goal to make sure that Snape loses the series. And I know that we're only in chapter four and that we, as we get more characters, we will be benching real humans. But I kind of have, I really want for institutional systems I guess would be the or like societal societal mm-hmm. 
or oppressive systems, maybe that's like the overarching thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of want them to lose. <laughs> I know it's only chapter four. They need the L. They need the L. They do I want need the, the L. Like the overall series, I might want, you know, like we got, we have some more time. Um, but yeah, so I benched in terms of like institutional systems. The exact system is like just non non-existent social safety nets. Um, I talk about like the ways in which social safety nets give people freedom a lot. Like we, whenever there are country wars or people are like, why is America this way? Or y'all don't have this thing. And I'm always like, well, because we have racism and racism has made the idea of social safety nets untenable to (laughs) the majority of Americans. Right. So things like if your mother is not able to take care of you, um currently worst case scenario you get put in the system you get put in the foster care or whatever because a lot of times because racism doesn't want to keep you within your family familial unit or help mm-hmm. your parents get to the point where they can take care of you right um there's just like a lot of systems that we have seen fail Jaden in this moment, the tutors, mm-hmm. like Bayana was talking about, like a part of that is a failure of the educational system. Um, not having like good after school programs or like places and outlets for vulnerable kids to go. So they end up, you know, falling into gangs. Gangs, hell, exist because of a lack of yeah communities needed yep. resources and systems and things. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it is a, well, you know, they have been, and a lot of things have been made illegal to criminalize these, but like the foundation of gangs is to take care of the communities which they spur, they, they grow from. Um, and so systemic failures throughout to make these things necessary and to make Jaden's everyday life the way that it is. Um, so yeah. Non-existent social safety nets. For my bench, I chose institutional cracks. Um, we, like I said before, they exist uh, for a reason. These are not like, oh, I feel like the narrative has been and what initially got me started um, studying like institutional systems, systemic, systemic issues was the concept of like, oh, like, these are just being overlooked and we just need to like figure out ways to stop gap and like stop making the band-aid uh, suggestions and just like revamp the system. But when you keep looking at it, it's like system designed to work this way. And mm-hmm. these are all appearing because they don't care to repair those issues in the system. They just, they would like them to continue to work that way. Um, so for me, starting out when you get the fact that like Amari's mom is forced to work these hours because she doesn't have a second person in the uh, adult in a household making money. That is an institutional failure as a systemic failure. Um, like parents should be able to spend as much time as they want to with their kids, not because of them having to be part of a capital system and pay the bills to make sure their kids can live and eat and have a roof over their head. These are all housing issues. These are all food um scalability issues these are all issues that like do not have to be issues because there's enough abundance in the world there's enough food in the world there's enough housing in the world there's enough everything but it's just being 
like parsed out in such a way that only people who can make profit of, out of it get to control who has access to them and when they have access to them. So from Amari's mother to the coworker whose baby is sick to Jaden to all mm-hmm. the things, they're just all these appearances of like them withholding the reins and of the ability for people to have their basic needs met um, and be able to live the lives they want to live freely and ably. And that's why I will continue to point out the systemic and institutional issues. Uh, I would love for them to win, but I also know we're going to have some nasty people who are upholding the institutions <laughs> and the systems as we come oh, up. So yeah, <laughs> but I, I think it all, it all boils down yeah. to like the world can really be a better place. It's not even like a pie in the sky like idea concept. Like they lit- the world can literally just be a better place, mm-hmm. but they don't want it to. And it's really sucky. Every yeah, time and I love that BB um, Austin wrote it this way. Yeah. Every time that Portia talks about institutional cracks, I get the Vinnie Thomas logistics. You can't because from logistics. Logist, okay. You want me to write down logistics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So, I agreed. Yeah. Just know, though, that when individual people start getting benched, a lot of them are the um, personifications of institutional cracks and systemic failures. I was going to say, like, no spoilers, but (laughs) it does, like, right now we're seeing a lot of the broader stuff, but then it does get a little more... The middle people. Personal is not the are... word, but like personal yeah. is like there will be specific people. <laughs> Their exactly. faces to the yeah, people to put to the yeah perpetrating yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. They be- these these large scale themes become their avatars for these large scale themes that happen as we dive deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BB Austin, you terrible genius. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join us next week when we discuss chapter five. Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our other content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at BLKNerdsCreate. I'm at Yana Rodit. Robin's at Robin underscore Rambles. And Portia is at Poor She Uh. um, So like UH. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at BlackNerdsCreate. Um, and subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter if you haven't and aren't already subscribed. Um, our, you know, Bay friend Deborah is doing um, our newsletter monthly and it's great. So you can subscribe by going to our website. Um, and don't forget to rate and review. We're, we're back, you know, new podcast. Well, same podcast, new book. So new reviews, hopefully. Um, and yeah, that's it. Bye. Yep. Bye, y'all.